0: This is the municipal.
1: Have you been paying attention to like city stuff?
0: Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that <laughs> finger at you. My answer was that would be yes <laughs> and no.
1: My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government.
0: You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice.
1: It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. Ult-
0: And welcome to another brand new edition of The Municipal's. I'm Matthew. And I'm Philip. And we're blessed today to be joined by former and future uh, mayoral candidate Isabella Gamp. Welcome to the show, Isabella.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah,
0: it should be an interesting night. Absolutely. Now, uh, I wanna. I, I got a couple questions I want to ask you. I think Phil's got questions too, but let me start off can we go back for a minute to October to the election results? Can you tell me what you were feeling and, and what you thought about, um, the election as Boy. of October?
2: Well, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm very sorry that John Tory, uh, never had the guts to debate me, <laughs> you know, um, I, I would have, I'd love to debate him. Um, I think that, um, that last election, um, you know, it was, it was uh, gerrymandered. Um, the media knew about other candidates, but, you know, and, uh, and when we tagged them on the media or whatever, you know, they said, oh, people could look us up on, on uh, you know, online and stuff while they were telling the public on air about other mayor candidates. So they, they, they really set those other candidates up to get more votes than the rest of us because they were talked about, you know, and people watched the TV and the news, you know, in the morning and dinnertime or whatever. So they they, you know, they pretend that it was a fair election, but I don't think it was really fair. Um, I, I, I issued a statement, I, I, I put in a complaint to, to the municipal election office at City Hall just recently. I sent them an email about the gerrymandering because it was starting to happen again as soon as John Tory uh, stepped down you know they were hunting up everybody under the sun to see if they wanted to run for mayor, and and when when people that told them that, you know that hey I ran last year I'm going to run again this year they didn't bother telling the public that at all still haven't told the public really.
0: Okay, so the, the, I seen
2: my name. In, I seen my name in one uh, newspaper article from February, but that was. Yeah.
0: Let me let me stop you there for a second. So, uh, I always ask why I've started asking now every uh, um, guest we have on. Uh, Where were you, and how did you find out about uh, John Tory resigning?
2: Um, Where was I when I heard that he resigned? I I was, um... like, for example, Phil and I—we watched—we watched watched it live. Yeah, you know, I I think I was just at home. Uh, I don't, I don't think I was anywhere. I don't know. You know what? I just (laughs) because I when I heard about it the one night, I didn't really. I I I wasn't sure whether it was true or not, you know what I mean?
1: And then it was
2: confirmed. So no, that
1: makes sense. You know, yeah. if you only saw it on Twitter, like it it seems like one of those things you read and you're just like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't just happen. Yeah. So yeah, that, that completely makes sense that that would just like completely yeah. go by you.
2: Yeah, well, because I get so much I see so much spam all the time and people just sending it and whatnot. So
1: Man, I gotta tell you, seeing Seeing the moment live, it was, I really particularly liked, and it's not something I've seen on, like, if you see YouTube videos of him making the announcement, I never see it because it's the moment he walks in the room and his eyes bulge out and, like, just, just, like, the moment, it seems like it's, like, the reality sort of hits him. And then he walks on and he does his thing. It was just quite, it was a shocking moment, really.
2: Mm. Uh, I, I was down at the budget thing for a bit and then they kicked everybody out, um, you know, uh, and then I, I left uh around lunchtime. But I seen him in the, you know, like, you can see him in behind, like, from where I was sitting, I could see him in the staircase and behind the the door where he comes into the chamber. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't looking very happy back there. <laughs> you know, um, Let's step away you know, from know He, he looks like a defeated man, like, you know, he's... You know, I, I have to wonder though, if, if the job and the stress and the uh, you know probably uh he didn't get um eight hours of sleep a night for the last you know eight years. So you know that's sleep deprivation torture after a while. He probably wasn't thinking clearly. But you know, he doesn't want to talk about you know sleep deprivation torture because you know it's not uh it's not beneficial to capitalists, right?
1: <laughs> you know, uh Matthew, before before you um Get to where you're going. I actually, Isabella, I didn't realize that you were um, at the council chambers on the budget day. Uh, I wonder if you could uh, tell. Like, I don't, I don't think we've really talked about the situation with, um, like, people getting kicked out of the the council chambers uh, that day. I and again, I didn't realize you were there. Is there um, any interesting uh, any of the any stories from that?
2: Um, and there was a protest outside. There was a bunch of union. People there, they didn't want want to let me speak, but everything that they were asking for is something that I would give them, as a, as as you know as as the next mayor, <laughs> you know. So even though they wouldn't let me speak, they're gonna to have to come talk to me after if I when I become mayor, you know. <laughs> but um, so I started my video out there, and I, and I took my I kept the video rolling all the way through, while I was in inside City Hall, and um, so you could watch the video. You know, it's on it's on the, the proof page it's on my my, my own uh, Facebook they're on Facebook page on so proof protecting all the spoW funding um, and uh, yeah um there was um, one of the other mayor candidates from last year uh, was speaking about unfairness and something and they didn't want to listen to her so they declared one the chamber. was that Renee yeah yeah so I, I I didn't recognize her at first um because I only I only uh, met her one time briefly at another debate um we were on the same debate together I think you know I can't remember which one it was <laughs> um but um yeah she uh, you know, uh, they wanted to kick her. I stuck around to make sure, and then and other people did too. Like uh, we went off. I wasn't going to clear out. I kept videoing because I said, you know, I want to make sure she's safe. <laughs> you know, these these people, these guards shouldn't be putting their hands on her or anything. You know, I, I said, why couldn't you let? Why couldn't you just let her speak? You know what I mean? You know, if they would have let her speak for ten minutes, that that hour and a half or hour that we that the chamber was cleared for it was needless waste of time. Just let her speak for ten minutes. You know what I mean? Let, let her let her be heard. Let her let her feel like she's being heard. There. But not, that's like the whole, not the, Nancy style though. That goes, that's going back to October, the whole last election. We weren't heard.
0: But Phil it, but uh, but also that's not the way that council chambers are run in any in any facet who no matter who the mayor is, it, it mm. just doesn't work yeah. that way.
2: Well, um, you know, when, when I when I become mayor, <clears> I'm going to be a little more open and lenient, and, and uh, you know, I, I want I want transparency, and, and I want people to be heard. You know, um, yeah, I, I would I would shake things up in City Hall. I'm not going to do the same stuff that they've been doing for years. That's gotten nowhere. It hasn't. It hasn't. They haven't. They haven't done much in the last eight years that I've seen. I've been to housing meetings or whatever else down there. You know, I would like to see that all the councilors get on a bus and go to the area of the city where, where people want something done and go there and look at it, you know, in person and get a, a viewpoint of how it would affect the neighborhood and what you can visualize in your mind and whatever. You got the drawings in front of you, you know, whatever. And you can see what needs to be done, what kind of infrastructure might be there. Is it on a, is it on a hill? Is it up high? Is it low? Is it a slope? You can't always get that from an architecture drawing. You know, like people don't understand that, right? So, you know, there, there's, you know, and you want to see where the traffic is, where's, where's the local other businesses, what's, what's going on? You know, you need a new supermarket over here. You know, like planning all the hospitals downtown in one area. That's, you know, what I mean. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you spread them out so people have, you know, they, they talk about the traffic flow downtown, but you created it by, by putting all the hospitals down in one area. You know, you put all right. everything down there. You know, you don't spread it out. You know what I mean? There's, there's Poor so planning. much I would, I would change up. You know, I, I, I I'm not going to do photo ops and stuff like that or dinners. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to go to bed early because it takes me to get up early. So because I have severe IBS, if I want to be downtown early, I have to get up really early. You know what I mean? So I want to, I want to get things done. I, I, if I've been there for four years, I, I want things really done. I, you know, I, I I'm going to shake, I'm going to shake up everything. You know?
0: Let's. Well, step away from the municipal just stuff just for a second because um originally when when we booked this you know john Tory was still the mayor he hadn't resigned and i i did i wanted to feature um uh, your not-for-profit and I, I wanted to talk to you about it so you started uh uh protecting odsp and ow funding in 2018 if i'm correct
2: yes can yeah. so
0: you talk about why you started it, how it came to be, and and what what your mission statement, I guess, is
2: um, uh, for Poof. Um, sure, um, I started Poof. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to start right where 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 the idea started to perk. You know, the idea started to perk when uh, I went to, uh, for my second trans march. Mm-hmm. to participate in my second trans march. And um, I was interviewed by uh, CTV during the march, and they asked me about trans issues. I said, you know, there's lots of people fighting about trans issues. You know, I said, I think something has to be done about ODSP and OW. <laughs> You know, there's too many people that are ending up in the streets, and I started talking about, you know, and, you know, I, I said, somebody has to do something. like, You know, it's not right what's going on, and I, you know, I explained things, you know, and, and it, it was like that was in... Uh, but in uh, the end of what well, was probably the end of June, right? Or July. Uh, anyway, um, it was September. It came around it middle of September. I started proof September fifteenth is when I I put the Facebook page up, the first one, um, and uh, I started it because I was struggling um, to make ends meet for ten years um, up until twenty eighteen. And right, uh, that was the the election year for the the provincial government. And everybody was was talking about what they were going to give to people on ODSP if they got elected. And and Catherine Wynne, you know, uh, was talking about 3%. And, um, you know, giving everybody a 3% increase for ODSP and OW. And... You know, the the NDP said that, you know, if they got in, they would increase it up to 27%. I think it was um, over three years or something or or something like that. And, you know, the Liberals didn't really want to do, the Liberals wanted the 3%, but, you know, the Tories didn't really want to do anything. Um, So when when Doug Ford came in, he... He halved what Catherine Wynne um, had suggested that she would do the three percent. He cut it to one point five percent, and you know, um, you know. But 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 before he did that, you know, like for for months leading up to to the election, they were all talking about this. You know what they were going to give to disabled people, and it's like it, it, you know what it's. I can do the math, and it's like that. There's no way that's going to help anybody. There's three percent. You know what I mean, or there's even not even the twenty-seven percent. It's not going to help people. It's not going to. It's not going to get them an apartment and enough money for food and, and and their necessities. You know, their internet and their phone and their transportation and their their laundry money and their cleaning supplies and you know, um, you know, and and God forbid that disabled person wants to go out and watch a movie or something or meet some friends or to the restaurant. You know you know disabled people they lose their friends a lot you know what i mean they don't get friends because friends don't call them because they can't afford to pay for them you know what i mean because the people on ODSP can't afford to pay for themselves so yeah, everybody's been struggling for many years on ODSP and OW you know it used to be you got a one percent or two percent increase every year and stuff and you know and Doug Ford, he gives us 20, in, in 2018 he gets 1.5 percent so then this year or last year in 2022 he get, you know no increase for 2019 2018 and uh, uh i mean for for 2019 2020 or 2021 you know and then 2022 he gives five percent well you know of missing look like missing to make, it look, like to make it look like he's doing something for optics you know what I mean because if you break it down that's really only 1.5% or 1.25% increase for 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022, which is 0.25% less than the 1.5% he gave in 2018. So, you know, inflation's gone up, skyrocketed, and he's given less than he did in 2018 in actuality because people, you know, did. <laughs> So everything went up year after year after year. Didn't, it, things didn't just wait till 20, you know, from 2018 to 22 to go up in price, and groceries, and whatnot. No, I, you know what I mean? So the, the way that they're doing it is, is just a farce. And, it, and it's got to be called out. And John Tory never once, ever once, you know, most of the people that are homeless in Toronto and across the province are on, on ODSP or OW. They're ODSP and OW clients that ODSP and OW are failing. You know, there should be responsible. OW was created so people weren't sleeping on the streets, so they could rent a room. But now they can't do that. There's a problem. You know, and and you you know uh, four years ago, there was uh, according to the Income Security Policy Center, um, they uh, there was four years ago there uh, there or now five years ago now there was there was twelve um, percent of um, people on ODSP and 7% of people on OW living in subsidized housing. And uh, before the election, I I wanted to to double check the numbers, make sure that they haven't changed too much. So I contacted uh, Income Security Housing Center again and emailed them and they they gave me new numbers and they told me that there was only 9% of people on ODSP and 5% of people on OW living, currently living in subsidized housing now. So even though more um, subsidized housing units have been added, more than have been taken away, there are less people on ODSP and OW living in subsidized housing now than there was five years ago. So the people that it was designed for, really, you know, when it was designed for on housing was for for FBA clients, mostly for you know, family benefits uh, from the federal government. You know what I mean? That was then they, the federal government downloaded it to the province and became ODSP and OW. You know, right? that- and, and, and whatnot, right? So.
0: The stuff you're telling me doesn't surprise me i don't know if i told you this isabella but i actually grew up in in metro housing my mother was on odsp um for the bulk of her life and you know there were months where you know i'm a nosy little kid back then and and i would love to eavesdrop on my mother and uh, i heard her say stuff like i don't know if we're gonna be if i'm gonna be able to put food on the table this month i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make rent Um, So I understand that the struggle is real. I I get that. (laughs) The problem is is that this is a a federal and a provincial issue. I I think we can agree on that. Even though the workers, the actual ODSP and OW workers are, I think they're technically City of Toronto employees.
1: Which I do think is important
2: because... This is one thing um, I have to look into more because there's a lot of things that uh you know what they are probably only privy to the mayor
0: that that's kind of messed up though philip the the funding is from the province but the workers are city workers but the
2: funding is actually right. from the federal government
0: well yeah is it's it? pat it's pat it's probably it's probably you know because if it
2: comes from the federal government the federal government gives it to 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 doug ford to get to distribute oh to okay us, yeah federalism
0: yeah. Uh, well, ultimately, everything comes from the federal government. Yeah. So,
1: but I, you, you know,
2: know, people want to say the that thing is, people, is... people think their their taxes they pay in the city go go to pay for ODSP and that, and it doesn't. Most of the money, some I, of the just, money, some of the, some of the accessories come from the city. The city covers costs on now. I don't know exactly what things they cover, what things they don't, but it's like when you get your dentures or ODSP. And, you know, they, you know, and sometimes they or, or different things, you know, they go to different agencies to get it covered and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's it's, it, they got it. So so kind of messed up, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think ODSP should be a separate office from the OW office. They're two separate entities you know they want they, they want to try to force disabled people to work you know they, 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 the news reported that only five percent of disabled people you know do work you know um you know m- most disabled people can't work i used to work you know until my you know until my doctor you know realized i just couldn't keep up to it anymore you know what i mean and put me on odsb you know i uh, recommended i go on odsp and odsp accepted me on the program you know what i mean
0: phil, so phil you were going to say something.
1: Oh, I, I was just saying, you know, while the funds themselves for OW and ODSP, you know, come from federal, provincial coffers, um, there can be something done municipally. In my mind, there's something that can be done municipally as we're talking about the fact that these employees, we do believe are city employees. And I, mm. I feel like as I've been on, um, I've been on OW. So have I. And I... I and i know what those workers how they treat you like how they how they look at you how they're suspicious of you there's a culture there where they're they're mm. looking for for like lies well, or deception to catch because, you and
2: that's that's a that's a that's that's a uh a, 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 a,
1: a, a, um what do you call it it's it's the politicians created that well that's what i'm saying you know, because, so it's like because, if someone if someone's you know, in a position they, there who like wants wants people who uh, I, I don't know how I want you know, to say this
2: when, but when it's you're, like when, if you go on OW people on OW don't quit their job to go on OW you know they 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 you know, um some have no choice but they 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 don't have the the skills they don't have the knowledge they don't have the education to get a job you know, uh, they, they have their own, own uh, trauma issues or whatnot. They have un- undiagnosed issues. You know, they could go on OW because they, they went bankrupt. You know, if uh, you go on OW for, for, because you're in a breakup from a marriage, you're in bad accident, you know, you could end up on OW. You know, and, and you know, it, it's a predicament or a circumstance one finds oneself in. It, it's not something that people aspire to go on to OW. You Agreed. know what I
0: mean? Agreed.
2: So, you know, this is what, but, but the politicians want people to believe that so that people are heartless towards people that are, are well, that. you know, it's the 1%. Absolutely it's the capitalists, that, it's the capitalists that, that do this, you know, and it's through the media and it's through the way they do hate stuff in the media. And this is a big thing. It's, uh, this is a, one of the issues I want to address as the mayor of Toronto is the hate that's going on and being allowed to go on you know, by, by, by different groups. And and just because it's a religion doesn't mean they get a pass for spouting hatred. Okay. I'm sorry. The science proves that, that, you know, um, uh, LGBT, uh, you know, two spirit, um, Q, you know, IT uh, plus whatever uh, is, is not a choice. It's, you know, it's, it's the way we're wired, you know, and, and, uh, so these people that want to spout that it's a sin and and, and cause problems and, and create havoc and, and you when you have people that are, are, are complaining about the way kids are being taught in school and and this and that because you know when when they complain they don't want the kids to know a lot of times you know who's pushing that uh, that is oh oh t- time out. timeout i'm going to go there I- i'm going to go there because no, you no, know no. What? hold
0: on timeout <laughs> timeout time out. Okay. i I can respect where you're coming from. I really, really can. I'm, mm. I'm probably the most, no offense, Philip. I'm probably the most open person that you're going to meet. However, there's the other side of the coin. Mm. And since you brought it up, yeah. um, Phil, I'm not sure if you want to sit this out or, or participate, but I'm going to go there.
1: <clears throat> uh, well, when we, you start going, I'll, Okay. You know so, so hold on. You know I'll sit out if I.
0: So first, let's address the 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 sex ed because that's what we're talking about, right?
2: Well, the sex ed in the Catholic school. And, oh, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Have safe spaces.
0: I, mm. I I understand the the necessity to teach the kids about consent. I understand that. Mm. What I, as a parent, with of three kids. What I fail to understand is the importance of teaching kids in school about the pleasures of masturbation, oral sex, and anal sex, all before they go to high school. Where they learn about heterosexual sex. Well, maybe that's so that that's the sticking somebody. point. That's the sticking
2: point for me. Right. Well, the sticking point, I know it's I know a lot of pe- uh, parents say that, but you know, if, if kids aren't educated, it, it it's then they're a playground for pedophiles. Um, I, was, I was sexually abused when I was a child. No, no, no. I agree uh, with what um, you're
0: saying, but what I'm saying is, but I, I, it's I not all. It's it's either has to be all taught at the same time or none right. at all. That's what I'm yeah. saying.
2: I, I think it should be taught. I think it should all be taught um, at that once at you know, or at an early age, so that they know that if somebody's trying to approach them or grab their genitals or or whatever else or is,
0: Isabella, but, you, but, can you but, can you I, hold on? I, hold on I, let me let me interrupt you okay. for a second. Can you? You may not agree with what I'm about to say. And that's mm. okay, because on this show, Phil mm. and I, we can agree to disagree but still work together. Yeah, so you may not agree with what I'm about okay. to say, Thanks but no I'm, but I'm still going to okay. say it.
2: Okay.
0: Oh fuck! Now I lost
2: my point. Um, I'll say one thing. Can I say one thing? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Thing. You know what? A lot of you know what? All uh, you know what? All all these all the people that are uh, in the true spirit LGBT uh, I uh, T plus community. Um, Grew up, most of them now have grown up um on on heterosexual books. But they turned out gay anyway. So why is it having a book with two fathers such a big issue?
0: It's not, it shouldn't be.
2: But you know but that's what the that's what these the you know, the problem is that they, they, they want to try to get rid of it all and, and cancel it. Okay, I mean?
0: okay, hold on. I just remembered my point. Okay. okay. So there are people in this world that think that kid are their kids are being groomed.
2: You know what? Hold on, let the me only, let me finish. People, yeah, I know. But let me finish. What?
0: Let me finish, and okay. then I'll let you sure. respond. All right, sure. And what? F- one of the points, and I don't really want to get into it, but one of the points that feeds that notion is that. Like I said previously, the pleasures of masturbation, oral sex and anal sex are being taught well before heterosexual sex. And that is one of <clears throat> that is one of oh. the points that people make when they say our kids are being groomed.
2: Well, I think that's you know what? I, I think that they should be being taught heterosexual sex you know, at, at the same time and I'm told that different people have different things. And, and you know what, um, and, and when, they, when, they're, when they're doing this, and you know what, uh, the grooming has been going on. When, when they talk about grooming, most of the times, a lot of times when, when, when kids have been uh, abused, sexually abused by, by someone who groomed them, it was a heterosexual person who groomed them. So statistics show that. You know, um, people you know, started talking about grooming kids, you know, after World War II. You know what I mean? And it, it was it was about that. But it's been twisted into, into trying to say that, you know, all gay people are, are after your children. And and, and and this is just hatred towards the gay community. And when they're talking about everybody yelling about people grooming their children, these are the people that are actually doing the grooming because they're grooming the public to hate the LGBT community. And they're doing it online and they're getting away with it. You know, not everybody that's in the two-spirit LGBT community wants to have sex with your kid. I agree. If somebody does. That's one person. That's an individual. That's a criminal problem. It could be a heterosexual. It could be anybody. I agree. So you know, this is a problem because this is where this is where this is where we got to stop the hatred. You know, those parents that interrupted that meeting and whatever were spewing hatred. You know, and 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 and, and talking. You know, you know what? You know, an opinion, an opinion that ignores science. It's not an opinion; it's propaganda. You understand what I mean? You know, and 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 people are, are trying to say, "Oh no, you know what? It's, it's like when people have the same kind of conversations on ODSP, I'll get back to that." But you know, it, it, people are trying to, say, you know, oh, we're right to we have a right to our opinion. But you know what? The sciences are there for trans, and you know what I mean—that we're, we're wired differently in our brain and whatnot. You know, and for people to to just discount the science because they want to continue their hatred. No, that should be a hate crime. You know, if, if, even the Pope coming going around and saying that, saying that, oh, you know, oh, uh, homosexuality is a sin. Oh, oh, but it's not a crime. You know what? But you know what? You're still trying to say that. Oh, people are bad for doing it. You know what? No, we can't have that anymore. It's got to stop. The Pope should have been charged. The Canadian media should have been charged for for pounding on that and pounding on that and pounding on that for two weeks, three weeks, seven, that you know? And then and, 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 and more than one time, you know, in, in the last few months. So, you know, you know it, it's it's a problem. You know, I wanna see some people get charged with some hate crimes. You got you got hate crime laws in Canada, let's friggin' use them. They shouldn't be allowed to spew hatred and groom their followers. How is that acceptable?
0: I understand you know, what you're saying, and
2: people are trying to say that trans and 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 and, and dra- you know, this is another thing you know, drag queens and and uh, you know, uh, drag performers have uh now blurred the lines because many drag performers are, are 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 not just uh men who who dress up for entertainment, there's trans women who do it now for a job because that's the only job they can get. So now you got blurred lines of who's doing, who's doing the drag shows and the parents get, are, are just going to flash out at anybody, you know, I said, you know, the science is there. And I, I, I told it, you know, that, you know, like opinions, opinions, you know, it's just propaganda and it, it, it wouldn't spread in hate. You know, if you're not going to trust the science, you know what, if you believe in science, you're woke and that's the fucking problem. They don't want you to believe in the science. They want you to just believe in whatever else. And who do you think is behind most of this? The 1%. Got to keep the division going every which way. You know, it's like the federal, okay? It, it, and I'm going to come right back. This is what I, I was talking about earlier. one sec. You yeah. know, uh, people on ODSP and OW, uh, but okay, people on ODSP specifically are divided right now because of ableism. And because of the federal disability benefit, so they're divided three ways. There are those who accept ableism and think it's acceptable to ask for 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 less money than disabled people need because it's easier to do. You know, and when I call out ableism, they get mad at me instead of getting mad at ableism and changing their ableist demands so they're not ableist. Now, I'm an enemy all of a sudden because I, I said that their view, their demands are ableist. Well, I shouldn't be an, an enemy. They should change their demands, you know? And then you got the ones who want the federal disability benefit. Well, the federal disability benefit um, is going to be set on some kind of poverty line. Now, the poverty line I heard, I heard on, I saw on Twitter the other day from somebody on no, a burger, I think it was, was uh, 2000 and uh, something dollars a month. Which is less than the legal amount, the legal, the whole income cutoff amount, which the disability uh without poverty group in uh, uh, BC is calling for, um, is what works out to twenty two hundred and eighteen dollars a month total. So that yeah, would mean that sounds right. so that would mean that's what people would get on ODSP. That would mean that they would get their 12 to 28 and the, the federal government would put in $990. And you would get the, you know, so it's not enough when a one-bedroom apartment that a disabled person in wheelchair needs, according to the media and all the studies, you know, average market rent is about $2,300. And when there's only 9% of people on ODSP living in subsidized housing, 91% are struggling to pay rent, average market rent, or they own a home. Some do want to own a home. You know, um, they worked end whatever, however, they got inherited, whatever, but you know, um it's legal to do, you know. Um, but so they've divided it like that. And and <laughs> and and this is it, you know what I mean? Because I I I I called, you know what, when, when I started proof protecting ODSPOW funding, and okay, and it's all one title, proof protecting ODSPOW funding. And the poof you know when originally was poof, we're here. Because our, we came out when we started, our demand was 100% increase, you know, when they were all talking about 3%. And I spent 2018, 2019, and 2020 going to protests and online and, 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 you know, and going to protests at Queen's Park and heckling uh, uh, um, any politician that was talking about ODSP and and demanding more money, you know. And, and uh, you know, it took me three years, two and a half years. To get everybody to stop demanding the three percent increase be reinstated, that wasn't even instated, you know. Uh, so you know, and, and to ask for more money, you know, I, it's you know, and, and lately people are trying to discredit my efforts by saying, "Oh well, we don't know if it was really you that 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 got Mike Schreiner to say that he would do it." Of course, it was me. There was no other group in 2018 demanding a hundred percent increase. When I put it to uh, ODSP Action Coalition and, and asked them to join the protest and sign the letter, my first protest letter, asking for 100% increase, they said, no, they wouldn't sign it unless I changed the 100% increase to a substantial amount. You know, So last year, when they all signed that big letter to, to have ODSP doubled, well, you know what? Big friggin deal, you're four years behind. You know why? Because if you double ODSP from 1228, up to 2456 and you have to pay 2300 dollars for rent, you got $156 to live on. Are you kidding me? This is what they're asking for? All those groups? Come on, man. That's ableism. They're basically saying you're not disabled, you can go work to do the rest that you need.
0: Yeah, but if you no, work now But if you work and, it, it, they take it off.
2: Well that, that's, yeah. that's the other part. But you know, like not everybody we're, we're on ODSP because we're disabled. You know, because we can't work, you know, but but they want to try to, because they see some some disabled people do want to work and, and can't work. You know, they push themselves and whatnot, you know, and, and they have the skill or the education. Not everybody does. And not everybody can do, just because one person can do something doesn't mean another person can. And to expect another person to do what one person can, it's called ableism. You know, and this is where Doug Ford is trying to you know, you know t- saying that when he says that if, if the best thing that ODSP clients do is go get a job, he's being ableist. You know, and, and the media That's should true. have called that out right away, but the media don't even do that. You know, the media they don't they don't study the problem. They they, 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 they all they do is repeat the politician bullshit. Sorry for swearing again, but you know they don't dig into stories. They don't want to find out anything. You know. um, I was conversing with some journalist on on Twitter the other day, and at first he you know, was you know kind of you know d- discarding me, discarding me, discarding me. I, I stayed with it. I ended up sending my email. I, you're supposed to be writing an article and send it to me about uh, grassroots mayors because you know, I said to you "Oh, know, because I, I I I said I, I said you can find me on." You know, he's asking, oh, well, how are people going to find you? you know, Do you have a website?" You know, so you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I said, and then you know. I, and then after I thought, you know, you can actually Google me, you know. I said, you know, as a journalist, your research skills are lacking.
1: Though well, that got him interested, eh?
0: <laughs> Phil, is there anything that you want to add before
1: we move on? You know, I was just, I was, I'm, you know, if you so notice, yeah, I'm trying I, to like I, look I'll at I'll say
2: one more thing about the ODSP. What we're asking for this year, protecting ODSP and funding for 2023, is that the ODSP shelter amounts be quadrupled. From five twenty-two up to two thousand and eighty-eight, so at least it's kind of close to getting a, you know, it's it's in the ballpark of getting a a, a one-bedroom apartment, you know, um, and and uh, you know we want we want separate, you know, it's on our check separate, you know, our basic needs and our shelter. We shouldn't have to use our basic needs to prop up an inadequate shelter allowance. That's just ludicrous. So we want just the shelter allowance, you know. Quadruple, like I said, you know, up, up to two thousand and eighty-eight dollars, which is reasonable when the rent is 2300 or twenty-three hundred. The media reports, that's reasonable. So you know, we want we want the basic needs doubled, you know, the 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 seven zero two up to fourteen zero four or whatever, you know. Um, I, I've been adding to my to my. ODSP uh, with some money my mom let me. I also maxed out uh, in the last uh, five, uh, six years. I, I I I started you know because I had some savings and then I got a credit card and you know I, I I I wasn't very good whatever. My credit card got maxed out, um, but I you know. I, I still have you know, um, a little bit of money for my mom, but it's not very much. And I've been using that and it's dwindling away because I'm using two or $300 a month to add to my ODSP, even though I'm in seniors communities in Toronto, like, yeah, in seniors community housing, you know,
1: um, I, I, don't,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, I don't, I, I, I have severe IBS and acid reflux. Uh, I have a lot of medical issues, like lots. And, um, you know, I'm gluten free and lactose free, and I I try try to control my severe IBS with the the FODMAP diet, and everything is expensive, and I, I I can't go to food banks and stuff. So you know, I I mean, what am I going to get? Like a couple of a couple of potatoes? That's that's not going to last anything. You know what you know what I mean like it helps a little bit but what for one you know part of a meal but you know like most of the stuff i I can't eat i can't eat onions i can't eat garlic i can't eat you know many things that are after like done because of my uh, severe ibs so you know um and then you know with my acid reflux i can't eat tomato sauce and stuff like that you know what i mean i can't have a lot of spices and you know so um, they were just here the other day, the OT, about getting me in a hospital bed because the acid reflux sometimes end up having to sleep sitting up against the wall. You know, we don't get enough support, you know, when we're on disabled. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's wrong that, you know, the public aren't allowed to hear the, the, both sides of the story. What, what, it seems like the media, they always pick ableist people to speak for disabled people. They pick the groups that, that, that won't ask for enough. They ask, they get people up, you know, when they were talking about homeless people and stuff, they got people asking for 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 um, housing. And the people don't even realize the numbers from ISAC that show that the people that they're advocating housing for aren't getting it. And there's less people that are on what has been in housing than it was five years ago. That's why there's more in the parks and on the streets. And you know what I mean? And yeah. they're all doing like crazy. You know what I mean? This is This is not right. You know what? People need transfers and stuff too. You know, a, a friend of mine recently recently passed away and and he was having problems with neighbors and sleep deprivation. And he was trying to get transferred. He was having problems with TCHC and the security he didn't want to believe in, didn't want to do nothing. I had the same problem when I was at 200 Wellesley. Now, I think my friend was out, you know, out of his, if my friend had been able to enjoy the peace and quiet of his apartment, he may have been in his apartment instead of out on the streets at that time of night, you know, and, you know, uh, we're still not sure what exactly happened, but, you know, it's just recent. So, Sorry. you know, uh, sleep deprivation torture, you know, this is this is a big issue. You know, people all over the city are experiencing, it. you know, we need we need apartment buildings soundproof between floors because it seems most of the time that when you're somebody's disturbed in an apartment building, you know, they're disturbed by a tenant above or below and often it's two or three floors above or below and you know the sound travels up the exterior walls and stuff we need the exterior walls soundproofed you know we need the, the between the floors soundproof you don't need a, maybe soundproof between the units to the side or, or to, the, to the hallway in case somebody has to yell for help you know that they can be heard so you gotta you know a little bit of you know but at least you can stop the noise from somebody dropping something or banging something you know what i mean it will dry you constantly you know what i mean it really does, it, you know. This is a problem with the homeless people that, that John Tory doesn't want to talk about. It's how the how the, the homeless people are, are sleep deprived, and okay, it's well, sleep deprivation torture, and, and and this this causes many to act out because you get sleep deprived so much, you just want to kill the person doing it.
0: Okay, we'll we'll get there for a second. Just uh, Phil, do you have anything to add before we we move on? We're going to talk about some oh, I... municipal stuff now. Yeah, I, I just
1: wanted to talk to um what Isabel was talking to in terms of the the image of of people like wanting to live off of ODSP and OW like in their minds as people who don't want to work who don't want to do anything. So it reminded me that I saw this. Um, it was a tweet from uh, the New York Post, which is I think that's just some like tabloid newspaper. <laughs> from New York. I don't think it, I don't know if it's a real like thing, like by you know what I mean when I say real thing, like a real journalistic enterprise, but it, 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 the tweet says Oregon bill would give homeless $1,000 a month to spend with no restrictions. So like, I'm not even going to read through like this uh, the tweet thread, but I responded to a guy who's basically suggesting it's like uh, the government is stupid to give, people incentive to be homeless and so i responded it's, it's a, like this image that people want to be without shelter and without enough money to uh to afford food it makes me think is that a choice that you would make like why do you think that's what what people on yeah, odysp or ow for example want like that's mm-hmm. that's not how they want to live Yeah, you know true. like people People aren't looking for, it's not this, this legislate, it's, I mean, people use the term legislative, legislative poverty. Right. And I mean, that's, that's exactly, it. it's what it is. You can't have more than a certain amount of money in your bank account. You know, the clawbacks, if you're, if you're getting multiple things, it's like, what is the incentive for these people not to have a job? A thousand dollars a month is not an incentive.
2: That's true. Exactly. You know what? The minimum wage is an in incentive when the minimum wage lands you in a shelter. Either many, th- right.
1: there's
2: many people at minimum earning minimum wage that are being in the shelters. I understand. So you know, um, you know, we have ten thousand. Oh, you yeah, see, you know, I, I think as the mayor of the largest city in, in in Ontario, you know what? You should have the most sway with the, with the premier and with the federal government. You know, um, Toronto's bigger than Ottawa. Is it not? You know, it's the what biggest is. city in the country. Yeah. Yes. So, so you know, I think that I could use that, the power and the, the the people's voices behind me to benefit all of Canada. Never mind just Toronto and Ontario, because I think if I set the precedent and and ended homelessness in Toronto, you know, I I think other places would would be forced to follow suit from public pressure. If I educate, if if from my position as the mayor, you have me on breakfast television and I educate the public to what we're talking about now, they're going to understand what's going on. You know, um, you know, there's many studies that show that, um, any homelessness uh, and poverty reduces crime, reduces hospital visits, reduce, you know, it reduces, it reduces, um, cost to taxpayers. It reduces, you know, um, it, 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 criminal court costs. You know what I mean? It, it that you know it re- reduces crime. So when you reduce crime, you don't have to need such a big police budget. But that they, you know, what the one percent would feel threatened if there's not a, a lot of police because they don't want the ninety-nine percent to kick them out and take all the money and redistribute it. You know, um, you got to face reality. This is what it's about. You know why do you think they're called the one percent? You know, that's true. They should be called the one percent that won't cooperate with the other ninety-nine percent.
0: <laughs> you so know to, what I mean? Because so that's to, what it is. So to close out the show, I want to talk about municipal politics. I want to talk about you know what?
2: I would what, I would
0: okay. Hold on. I want to talk about what your plans are, but Phil and I also have questions for you. Um so
2: what the, can I say one thing about what I would do as mayor regarding homeless people?
0: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. Phil. Why don't you start us off
0: if you have a question for her? Because I, I, I have a couple of questions, but they're more of the hard hitting style. Uh, that's just the oh. way. I'm he's the softy. I'm the I'm the hard one.
1: Go ahead, Felice. oh no, start. that's true. I mean, I don't. I actually, I don't really think I had a question, and I, I think you mostly um, we, you know, talked at length about what I would have wanted to talk about. Um, so I'll just say. Uh, I absolutely I, I agree with your position uh, if you were mayor of the city you'd absolutely although you yourself wouldn't personally have the ability to raise the rates of ODSP and OW you'd absolutely have the ability to advocate for that in the role as powerful as the mayor of the largest city of the country and you know and again I also I think it's important that the culture around OW and ODSP workers changes because, as I've as I've mm-hmm. said, I've been on it. I know how they act towards people who are uh, mm-hmm. who need ODSP and OW. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I don't. I don't really have a question. I guess I just I want to say that I, I I support your position on I wanting to advocate for ODSP and OW because it's it's a it's miserable. That's just throwing me to the wolves. Now I'm I sorry, Matthew. I didn't, bad I, I wasn't thinking too deeply. <laughs> okay, so
0: Isabella, um, there are a lot of hot button issues that are going to go into this next election. Um, first thing I want to do before we start off is to make an announcement, and that is for our listeners and for you as well, Isabella, that on April 3rd, the first day that you can register to run in the by election for the mayor of Toronto, that the municipals will be broadcasting from city hall live. Well, maybe not live pre-recorded, but it, what the fuck you yeah, understand. We'll what I'm still. saying? You
2: better be there live because I'll be there with your hand in my endorsements.
0: That's amazing. Well, we'll see you there, but there's some hot button issues. I wanted to get your, I, was told,
2: on. I was told that uh, I could download these from the provincial site. I was told by the Toronto city clerk, Regarding the elections, that I could start collecting endorsements. Now that's how John Tory is able to be there first thing in the morning because he's been. No, yeah, doing that it. makes he's sense. Been, yeah, he's been cheating. He's been cheating. No, no I, think about to get I, I didn't know about this last election.
1: Hey, if it, if it I wasn't
2: told about this last election. I had to wait for the endorsement papers If, to it, come w- if it works for directorial, it should work for
0: everyone else. But let's get yeah. to the issues that I wanted to talk about. Now, you may have made your positions clear during the debate that you took part in with my, on my other podcast. But it's possible that your position has changed. So just for our new listeners and for Philip and for me and for the record um Things like carding, for example. Mm. What's your position on carding?
2: You know what? I I I was I was harassed when I was young because I had long hair and a tan, and <laughs> the police, metro police, thought I was indigenous every time I came to Toronto. <laughs> and I would get the cops would be on the other side. I was walking on Kingston Road. They're I'm going by the other side, turn around and come back, and pull over and pull me over and ask me for ID. You know, treat me like crap, and then you read my my old dead name, and you know my German dead name, and all of a sudden his attitude—it was like flipping a switch. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I've wow. seen it. You know what I mean? So I don't agree with carding. I think it's just basically harassment. You know, and it's you know it's um racializing, it's profiling. You know what I mean? It's you know I if they want it, if, if they want to do that in in Rosedale, <laughs> you know, and and, and you know. You know, where the money's coming from, that's you know.
1: <laughs>
0: so what about what about the gardener? Uh would you keep it or tear it down? I'd tear it down. And um
2: it's an eyesore. It's an eyesore.
0: Absolutely. And what about uh
2: what do you say about the Toronto police budget? I say it's time to get rid of the horses and give them e-bikes. You know, they, they, they don't need it to look over crowds anymore. They have drones. You know, they only need them to use for uh, for prestige and uh, for brute force against humans. And we do not need more police violence against humans. So okay, is there so- is there a number
0: that you have in your head that you would uh, take away? Like, for example, I'll give you my number. I would suggest 400000000 million. I'm wondering um, what,
2: what you think. What was the total budget this year? it was it was 1.1 1. Oh, one,
1: almost 1. 1.2 billion yeah. close
2: 1. to 1.2 yeah you know what i i think for 400 uh million you know and put that into um other services you know um for sure you know i i think that's we we maybe we maybe we need to think change the way we think about police. and maybe we could turn that money into hiring um Mental health professional to ride around with every police officer. <laughs> you know what I mean. To hold the police officer accountable.
0: Would you in demand uh, Ward Twenty One Councillor Michael Thomas Thompson's resignation?
2: Um, it, it's it's um, he's the one with the the uh, allegations against him.
0: The criminal yeah. allegations that he's currently waiting trial for.
2: I think, you know, I think that he should maybe be suspended until after the trial. And, uh, you know, I give fair due okay. in case he's proved innocent, you know. And but pretty- uh, I don't think he should be in a, in a position to of any power while he's waiting since this allegation is against him.
0: And predicated on you winning, would you keep Jennifer McKelvey as your deb- deputy mayor and Gary Crawford as your budget chief?
2: No, I, I don't, I, I, I want, I want, I want to see new blood. I don't want to see, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a replacement for John Tory. Um, um, I'm, I'm an upgrade from John Tory, <laughs> you know? Um, and when Doug Ford uh, says, uh, you know, um, talks about uh, a lefty for mayor, you know, when common sense gets labeled as lefty, you know, it's time for a change. It's time for a real change because, you know, what's been going on at city hall hasn't been common sense. There's not been any common sense of trying to get rid of poverty or homelessness or anything. He hasn't done anything really. It's a shame. We, I, 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 uh, I protest in front of his place. I, I, I've emailed him. I asked him to speak to Doug Ford, you know, and use his power, and, and he just wouldn't do it. Refuse, never. You know what I mean? Like it just. It and the other, nothing. the other hot button issue, and I really think that him being on the board of Rogers really <laughs> affected um, the media. It, you know, has has something to do with the way things are being reported and who's being reported.
0: And the other hot button issue I wanted to ask you about is this idea of declaring Toronto a fifteen minute city, and what you thought about that.
2: You know, I, I like that idea, um, you know, and I think we do need to get rid of cars downtown more. I think we need to have to get more public transit. Um, and I, I think, you know, like once you take that gardener down, we don't need more cars in flooding downtown. So, you know, we got to have um, safe, secure places for people to park their cars on the edge of the city with rapid transit to get them downtown. And, uh, you know, um, I think that we might have to put in more streetcar lines along uh some streets you know uh, and uh, m- maybe dedicate a few streets um, you know at least streetcar lanes uh, for uh, just for streetcars so that um, we can get people moving quickly you know um see I, I originally I wanted to make uh, TTC free the only problem is it's so overcrowded that you know if other people started riding it just because they could um For free um the people that have been relying on it for years to get to work might not be able to get on it
0: well isabella just at the same time just to be clear i think phil can phil can uh, attest to this it's overcrowded because they cut the service down
1: right not right right,
0: phil Mm -hmm. sorry what what were you gonna say phil
1: and i was just gonna say i mean isn't that that's what we want we want people like in terms of like we want to move people away from personal vehicles to public transit so i mean the ultimately what we'd want is improved service so that they wouldn't be so packed in that way but what we we want people to move from personal vehicles to public transit mm. um and in fact making it free would be a great incentive for that of course that goes hand in hand with improved service no, um, no-
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that we need better service. We need more service. Uh, you know what? We, as the mayor, you know what? I, I, I'm going to, you know, I would demand a lot more money from the provincial the federal government. You know, the federal government can print money for every other thing except for to build stuff in Canada. You know what? Enough is enough. You know, big, we don't we don't have a gold standard anymore. The big,
0: the, Isabella, you know, the, the
2: big problem
0: is is that they're putting up condos and they're not putting up but, rent. But, but, you know, they're not but, putting but, up but, rent geared to income apartment but, buildings.
2: Right, but this is a stupid thing, though. This is a stupid thing because it's all very short term, fucking vision sighted. Sorry, I guess where again? Because they've already they're already not testing. an issue. You know they're, they're already testing flying cars in Dubai. Now, a smart person. Would start building a new city up north somewhere you know where there's a rocky area you know where there's nothing growing or going to be able to grow on it and build a city there that has condos with balconies big enough to land your flying car on you know we don't need more urban sprawl we don't need more single home dwellings you know we we need more dense density we're going to have a lot more climate refugees coming here as as well as war refugees and immigrants so you know water's drying up in india whatever else california got this thing but you know what the summer might be hotter than usual and make that dry again you know they think the water's going to last this year and next year well, you know, we haven't hit summer yet <laughs> before, you know, we see how fast the snow melts here you know
0: <laughs> before before we let you go isabella there is Something that I wanted to talk to you oh, about. I, I, I wanted you to clarify a comment that you made on Twitter that I read. Um, you were con- conversating, I think, with a fellow former candidate, and you were talking about uh made and i i'm sorry if this is a sensitive subject but i i because we cover everything i i, I have to ask um if you could clarify because from what i read it said that uh um you, you were in the process of that and then if you are successful and you become mayor you'll fix the city and then you'll still proceed with made and i'm just wondering if if that's what you meant to say, if you need to clarify those comments. And again, I apologize for bringing this up, but we are a podcast and we do have to cover everything just to make it uh, fair for everybody.
2: Yeah. My, my health is, 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 is not the greatest. It's, you know, it's deteriorating. Um, I, I, I can only sleep on one side. I get a lot of gas buildup if I try to sleep on my other side or on my back and, and, um I, I i have sleep apnea so sleeping on my back is also a problem breathing and i can't i can't turn my head more more than this so trying to sleep on my on my chest on a pillow I, it, it just hurts my neck too much you know what i mean um, i have like i said last week i have so many other different health issues i'm a long-term hiv survivor diagnosed 31 years uh this year when i was diagnosed 31 years ago i was told i probably had it five to ten years prior to being tested so if you average seven, you could say I've had it for 38 years. Um, you know, it's over half my life. You know, I've got uh, pre-cancer going on. You know, one of the big things is that um, I, I, you know, uh, you know, a few things going on with my heart now. I don't want to end up having a stroke and being forced in the hospital to lay in and have, be force-fed and laying on my back in agony because of the gas building up. And not being able to talk and tell the nurses about it, and and you know, and then you know, I, I witnessed a friend of mine that had a stroke, and they were scrambled a little bit, and they kept trying to pull the feeding tube out. So they they tied their arms to the side of the bed, the wonder and I don't want that to happen to me. I would have, if I get bad gas, what's going to happen? I'll be just in agony. For how long till I die? You know what I mean? No. So yeah, I, I am I am looking into the maid. See one thing that one of the reasons why I was looking into it now is because of how the stress every month of, of making ends meet um, you know adds to the IBS, which adds to pain and, and discomfort and you know um, you know, it, it, it's you know it, it adds to sleeping, it adds to my PTSD, stress and you know, I, I have anxiety depression and seasonal affect disorder um uh, diagnoses um i've you know i have copd emphysema um, and i have a mac infection going on in my lungs i've got osteoporosis scoliosis uh, uh degenerative bone disease degenerative disease arthritis in my spine like i said carpal, sun, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome on both wrists plantar fasciitis hammer toes i use orthotics in my shoes i can walk a little bit but mostly i use a wheelchair now so yeah you know um if ODSP was increased uh, and the stress was gone I, and I could live better, I could go and I didn't have to fight constantly. I could go back to maybe doing some carving and doing some art and writing some poetry. That'd be nice. I was doing that, you know, but I had to give it up if the stress was too much. Um, you know, you know, when we have a problem with, you know, the, the hospitals and, and, and the government and, and everything talking, I, 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 I'm I changing the topic here. So uh, I want to talk about this before the end of the show uh, about mental health issues and stuff, and how, you know, people on the street, you know, mental health, you know, a lot of it's because sleep deprived and people with mental health issues it gets exasperated. Now, when, when people go to the hospital that have mental health issues and they, they swear and they curse and they, yeah, you fucking, you know what I mean, whatever else. Uh, and they get kicked out by the security guards without being seen by a doctor and stuff. And then they go out on the street. They may do something and act out or attack somebody or whatever else. So it's really the hospital's fault. But they're talking about putting all this money into mental health services and whatnot. Well, if you're kicking them out of the hospital when they show up with in crazies because they're freaking whatever acting out, what what's what's the sense? And who are you giving this money to? What what's where, where's it going to? You know, you, you, you can't, you know, if a person comes to a hospital with mental health issues, you should have some kind of quiet rooms there. You should have some some mental health professionals on staff in the emergency room. Not that they're sitting there waiting for, you know, six hours for some psychiatrist to show up and they can't do it because they they're, they can't check their uh, mental health issues at the door, put them in their back pocket and pretend that they're normal, you know. So I, I think when people, you know, there's crime and whatever going on the streets, I I, I think and if that person gets caught, I think maybe they should go back and look at that person. Did this person try to access any hospitals? And maybe we should start suing the hospitals to start to get them to take care of the people. Because otherwise, they're just you know, going to sleep there. And who's who's forcing this? The 1%? You know, because what? It, it, it costs money to, to take care of people? Well, that's, that's wrong. We need to take care of people. And that's my agenda in the four years is to take care of people. And end homelessness, and 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 hopefully end poverty. You know, I I will I will I will simply tell Doug Ford uh, that I don't want people that uh, are on ODSP or OW are at one, uh, earning the minimum wage uh, sleeping on my streets, in my parks, or the shelters for him to fix it. And I'm certainly allowed to do that as the mayor, because these are my streets, and I don't want his clients on my street. They are his clients.
0: I can't think of a better way to uh, to end that. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show and for for enlightening us. Thank you so much. Phil, do you have anything to add before we uh, wrap it up?
1: Nope. You know, um, actually, I guess I shouldn't say no and then start talking. <laughs> so I guess I should say yes. You know, one of the things that I, I um, enjoyed when I was uh, campaigning for city council the last election was uh you know when I finally got my my printed material and I, you know, got you know, people reading it and pointing out specific things about it. And the things that I, I particularly like for people who pointed out uh, you know, that I, you know, do mention uh ODS and OW on my Ugh, it does yeah, camera's not doing too, myself yeah. any favors. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and it's it's not a universal experience, you know, not everyone has, has gone through, uh, you know, that whole process. And so just having someone who, who advocates for that, I, I think it's very important. So, so Isabella, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And thank, and thank you, so you again
0: for coming on the show. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. And we will be there on April the 3rd with bells on and maybe new merch. We'll see. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll talk to you then.
2: Okay, thank you so much, Matthew, for having me on the show. Thank you, Maddie. It's Matty, right?
0: Phil. Uh, yeah, my oh, name's so Matthew. Phil, yeah, Phil.
2: Sorry, Phil. Sorry, I, <laughs> I don't know what I called you, Maddie. <laughs> Matthew and Maddie. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, and no. uh, I wish you all uh, a great evening. So, thank you. Next time.
0: And that was Isabella Gamp. What do you think, Philip? I think that uh, you, you know. I think she's Philip fighting an uphill battle. However, every candidate deserves a fair shot. That is what the election is about, or at least what it should be about.
1: Yep, and you know, it's also great to have these. You know, again, as as I mentioned, you don't have too many um, too many candidates talk about ODSP and OW, and I and I know a big part of that is the fact that. It's not a city... They're not city funds. But it's still important to have someone in a position, like the mayor or city councillor, to advocate for for that stuff. So, I mean, good for her. Good stuff.
0: Now, Phil and I have some shout-outs to produce. I'm not a whore for the ratings, like I was with my previous podcast. I think I can say that. Um, <laughs> but, so when Phil and I first started this podcast, you know, I, I'd look at it every week, two weeks. Um, sometimes when you're posting the episode as other podcasters who are, who are listening to this knows they're, they're right in your face when you're trying to uh, uh, post the podcast. But if you look in deeper, so that's what I did. And Phil and I have had this conversation. Phil did for, I can't believe That. We have listeners outside of Canada.
1: Yes, I believe we do have um, We have some listeners from this very obscure, not very well heard of nation, uh, the United States of America.
0: Not just, you know, the, it's- not just the United States, which, by the way, it's almost Canada's a little bit more because we're Canadian, but America's not that far away. Um, we also have listeners, and I'm going to read them off. You ready? From... Ooh. Mexico, Sri Lanka, Italy, France, United Kingdom, Venezuela, Honduras, Belgium, El Salvador, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines, United States, and Canada.
1: Hell yeah. And in a very special shout out to my new favorite state of, unless things have changed, Ohio. Yes. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about Ohio. Uh, This isn't... uh, Left or right conversation, red, blue state. Uh, Ohio is our number what, one. Is our number one? Number yeah. one state. Uh, we we now love Ohio. It's now my favorite American state. And uh, you can take that to the bank. Uh, I don't know much about Ohio or most other United States, but well, well, Ohio hold on. is now my favorite.
0: They produced LeBron. All right, that rules. <laughs> um, That's good shit. We love Ohio. So to our listeners in Ohio, thank you very much. I hope you like what you're, you're listening to. I also want to give i you know I'll
1: need to, sorry, I'll need to research an episode where we become the Ohio pals. And we just, we talk about Ohio state politics. That could oh get sticky. That could get <laughs> sticky. <laughs> Only one episode. You know, we're not branching out to a whole new podcast. Oh, my God. Sorry, However, no,
0: I'm, I wanted I'm to give... having too much fun. I wanted to give a shout-out to the rest of the states. You ready? California, Pennsylvania, New York, Alabama, Illinois, Maryland, North Carolina, Utah, Arizona, Georgia... I was going to say Georgina. Georgia, <laughs> Tennessee, Nevada, Iowa, Florida, Missouri, South Carolina, Virginia, Mississippi, Oregon, Indiana... Indiana? Yeah, Indiana, Kansas, M- Michigan, Minnesota, Rhode Island, Texas, and Wisconsin. We fuck up names yeah, here. No sometimes. New Mexico love, huh? Ah, they'll they'll get on board sooner or later.
1: Those new Mexican bastards. I can't believe Do they refer to themselves as New Mexicans?
0: I have no idea. That's something we should look up. I had no idea <laughs> that the um the stats were Can you say slanted? Slanted in this direction. It's very, because, so for my listeners, our listeners, uh, we use a different podcast host than my other podcasts. That's why things are different. I'm learning new things as it is. And and you know what? I'll just say it right now. Our number one episode, number one, was the episode we did uh, a few weeks ago with Reginald Toll. Number one, and it ain't even close. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. That's our boy Tal. He's pulling the numbers. So,
0: there was a couple things that I wanted to cover before we get out of here. I don't think I saved the screenshot. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to Diane Sachs, uh, Ward 11 counselor. So she responded to somebody on Twitter. They wrote, uh, can someone please run for mayor on a ticket of getting sidewalks cleared in the same time period as roads? Hashtag T.O. Polly. And Diane Sachs responded, I gave at T.O. Transport a copy of hashtag invisible woman. I don't know what that means. Is that a book? (laughs) Uh, I think it's a book. In particular, the chapter about clearing sidewalks first. And I pester them about it regularly. So, Diane Sachs, we give you a shout out. And thank you for what you do for Ward 11. Thank you to all the counselors. You know, Phil and I... Okay, wait. Mostly me. Mostly me. I'll (laughs) take the rap. I get a bad rap because we apparently talk shit. It's not that. We're not doing that. Or I'm not doing that as we've said from day 1 when a public figure such as a current councilor current mayor or a candidate does something good we'll acknowledge that when they do something shitty we're going to we're going to acknowledge that too because that's what we do here at the municipals we're pals that don't mean we're pals with everyone else no <laughs> everyone else is pretty good Um, we like everyone and it's not personal.
1: So I've also got, (laughs) right. Sorry, (laughs) Matt, are you, are you going to suggest that it is slightly personal? Because of course it is a little personal. Maybe,
0: you know what? There might be one or two that has made it personal. So there's that, but for the most part, you know, um, should we, should we announce it? i think we should go ahead and announce it sure. next week we are going to have biking enthusiast and i know he's part of a bike group and i don't know it and he's gonna <laughs> call me on it mr robert zakowski i think is how he pronounces his name uh if i got that wrong let he'll let me know please let me know because i want to get it right uh we're gonna have him on the show next week um, and. Um, april the 10th we are going to have phil's political godfather in the house gil Penalosa. gil Penalosa and as i've said before previously and i'll say it again right now i promise to be nice i really really <laughs> and really I appreciate do. it <laughs> uh sorry
1: you were gonna give a shout out go ahead yes um you know, same thing, uh Matt, you were just talking about when you know counselors aren't always universally um approachable, including on social media. So when they do respond, uh it is it's nice. So I'd noticed uh for the past couple of weeks, I'd see Paul Ainsley, our nightmare. And again, I don't really know what being the nightmare entails in terms of Can I of just duties, interrupt you? But I first one second, yeah. one second. When you first called him that I thought you were saying nightmare. Oh. No, 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 no. No, his 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 title is like Nightmare. Like I think their idea is that they're supposed to like uh somehow promote the nightlife of Toronto somehow or something. But I actually have no idea what it entails. It just sounds cool. So I love referring to him as my Nightmare Paul Ainsley. And so um as you know we've had some very uh debilitating to uh uh to pedestrian storms you know the last few weeks and Paul Ainsley on Twitter has more than once made reference to um some snow clearing contracts to being the problem so I had sort of you know tucked myself in under one of his tweets you know like a a good old-fashioned uh a good night kiss sneaking in being like uh Mr. strangely, sir, I don't, I did not say it like that. <laughs> um, but I was just like, you know, I've noticed you um talking about the contracts. Is there, would you be able to explain kind of what the issue is? And he did. So actually I will see if I'll uh, bring that up. Um, and like the main thing I'm giving him a shout out for specifically is that he was approachable and willing to give information when asked, which is cool, you know? Again, city councillors aren't usually very approachable and they don't usually answer questions, which is pathetic when I say it out loud like that. When you just say flatly, yeah, they don't really answer questions. It's like, oh shit, that's depressing. Let's see, where's my boy Paul? While you're doing that, you
0: know, I don't know how it is in Scarborough, but the city plows here in Etobicoke, so They plow the sidewalk first, or at least they did for this past storm that was on Friday night into Saturday morning. So I didn't fill up the gas can. So I had to go in the morning and go fill up the gas can. But right before I did that, the sidewalk plow went by. The road is still not plowed, but the sidewalk plow went by. And then I got back and I I plowed what I could. And then the motherfucking road plow comes by. (laughs) And blocks in my driveway. So I had to get out there again and, and
1: fix that. All right. So I did find the tweets. And in fact, I think it's also good information for us to know the situation with the city um, snow clearing contracts, because it sort of sounds like the city is in a bit of a fucked position. So uh, Paul Ainsley, in his tweet, it's it's a reference to, of course, our current city's poor state of our icy and snowy sidewalks and so Paul tweets this isn't the standard of work I expect four days after a snowstorm ellipses but was warned ab- about taking place when city council approved snow clearing contracts last spring so I asked him I was like you know I've seen you make reference to this a couple of times uh, would you be able to say what the issue is so he responded to me uh, with the CBC article that would have been you know when it was new Oh, wait, no, is that a new CBC article? Not important. So his response was uh, City opted to award nine of 11 snow clearing contracts worth nearly 900 million over the next decade to two companies and a joint venture they launched together. Uh, I had a lot of concerns on how a brand new company would get enough vehicles, train people, and get the work done and seeing more complaints than ever before. I think it's great to know the situation Of snow, of a snow clearing in the city. Because right now, just like every other thing in the city, it feels like it's another failure. So I'm very thankful for Paul, sorry, Councillor Ainsley, sorry, my nightmare, (laughs) to give us this context. And that's great.
0: 900 million for 10 years. That's 90 million a year.
1: And that's a sweet gig for, you know, two guys. Putting in a con- company together
0: i wonder who's their uncle
1: <laughs> oh maybe it's a ford
0: um i wanted to ask you before we get out of here Ah, oh, fuck no i've i had it and then i <laughs> lost it and then i got it again and then i just lost it um fuck oh i want to ask you about uh we, we had them on a few weeks ago Kayla Hunt and uh, uh Britt Karen and their poster oh. protest, I don't know what to call it, uh campaign, maybe I don't know, uh against yeah. against Ward 19 counselor Brad Bradford and his uh mayoral ambitions. Yes.
1: Now is that a, a question that you're presenting to me? Like what do I think of it? Yes, I think it rules. In fact, it's well okay. It rules for many reasons, not just because they are from our our friends, our our municipals. Of course, when you're a guest on the show, you become a municipal. That has to be how it works. <laughs> um, but it's you know, it's it's a good campaign because so often politicians have a rhetoric which is completely unbeholden to their voting record so when for example when brad bradford sends out a tweet you know talking about how scarborough ttc riders deserve better uh, ttc drivers deserve safer better things and it completely flies in the face of the fact that he voted for john tory's budget Two weeks ago, that included a fair increase to the TTC and service reductions, which the service reductions themselves, of course, you're going to have more people waiting around, more crowded, more chance for danger. What he wants flies in the face, straight in the face of how he voted. And I think when people are running for a position like mayor, they have to run on their record. And I I sort of feel like that has to be the whole Thora line where you have to consider anything he says while he's running for mayor, any promises he makes suspect because he talks one way and votes the opposite. So great campaign because it's just telling the truth of of what Bradford says and how he votes. It's real.
0: And that was Phil. I love it. That was great. Um you know I actually think that it's good. Um I think I mean goes back to last week. I'm I'm all for free speech. There wasn't anything in those flyers that could be considered um what's that popular word? Uh defamatory? N- Well, that and uh, uh, um, mis... Fuck, I can't remember the word. misconstrue. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Misrepresent. uh, uh, One of those ones. Anyway, I I, I doubt very highly that they would put something on paper that they couldn't
1: prove. And the fact is, actually, it's another good point because... What I'm finding so interesting it was another point someone had made where, uh, Jennifer McKelvey, our current acting mayor, had made a tweet about, um, celebrating, like Black heritage, I believe something along those lines. I should probably look up the exact tweet so I know what I'm talking about. Um, but someone commented about the fact that they had a vote. I'm pretty sure it was the same day as the the budget vote where. Um, I can't remember who made the motion, but someone had brought up the fact that they had made a commitment to um, like indigenous and black communities that they were failing in favor of international trade. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this because I'm not entirely sure I know what I'm talking about. And, but that doesn't take away from a main point being that uh, we know Jennifer McKelvey voted against that motion of, you know, moving these funds to, I think it is, I think it might be an arts culture thing. But again, I maybe shouldn't open my mouth if I'm not entirely sure. But the fact is, Toronto city councillors act as if their voting record is secret. As in, it happens behind closed doors. No one can possibly know how they voted on something. But it's all very public. They're correct in gambling on the fact that nobody's going to look it up, which is why the Bradford posters are so good. Because they are... I know, again, I sort of jumped. No, 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 it's still topic. But um, because they are just... It's the things he said out loud and the, the way he's voted directly against that.
0: You know what I find interesting about the poster? Last week, we did superhero versus supervillain. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I didn't write him down. Did we call him Two-Face? Do you notice how the thing goes down?
1: I think we might have. Oh, no. Oh, no. Boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) We accidentally predicted this guerrilla campaign.
0: (laughs) We're like the the Simpsons.
1: We'll go back. No, no. no. We'll go back (laughs) and listen to it. It'll be some other counselor's Two-Face. We're like, fuck. Fuck.
0: All righty. So, to our listeners again, thank you for listening in. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Ontario. Thank you, US. Thank you, Ohio and California and everywhere. Thank you, Ohio. And we really appreciate you. Just keep listening. We're going to keep pumping out new content. We're going to have a new guest next week. And then, starting uh, after April 3rd, so April 10th, and going towards the by election, we're going to have a candidate on every week that's our commitment as best as we can and we are going to ask the questions so if you have a question for robert zikowski uh who's a biking advocate send it in send it in uh by email uh the municipal's pod at yahoo.com or uh using that uh on twitter using the hashtag or whatever the fuck you know, you can at
1: municipals, whatever the fuck. You, you'll you find us. We're, we're there. We're there somewhere. Um, Listen, you need to understand, Matthew's not... I'm the Twitter-obsessed guy.
0: That is true. That is true. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way.
1: Oh, thank God. <laughs> God bless you for that. I needed that bit of encouragement today.
0: Anyway... As well, if you have any questions uh, as we announce which candidates we're going to have on, please submit your questions. So if you guys have any questions for Gil Penalosa, bring them on and let's uh, let's make sure that we ask him everything that we want to ask him. We want to be fair. There's nothing going to be slanderous. Uh, we're not going to pick on any candidate uh, and we're going to give them a fair shake. Because ultimately, it is the people of Toronto that have to decide who should be the next mayor, and also which candidates can be taken seriously. I mean, because that's really why we're here. The big fear that I have is that there's going to be more than seventy candidates, and <laughs> there's going to be vote splitting like you've never seen vote splitting before in your life. But let's make I sure. I feel that- like
1: we gotta. We gotta cross that bridge when we get there
0: absolutely and on that note for phil and and for isabella thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you next week this is the municipal
1: have you been paying attention to like city stuff
0: don't vote can't
1: bitch sorry
0: to uh to point that finger at you my answer is that would be yes and no
1: my tummy hurts and I'm mad at the government.
0: You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice.
1: It's it's he's already he's already failed uh, to vote.